<laughs> you just you just made my coke come up from my nose. Don't that sounded really bad. And you just made Did my Coca Cola just come up from my nose. <laughs> so you've got them rolled up five pound Royal Bank of Scotland notes, have you? <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. It's party time <laughs> Sorry, in Glasgow I've, tonight, I've everybody. <laughs> Hello. Alright, mate. Yes, mate. And also with me is Terry Fox. How are you doing? Ah, I'm not too bad. How are you? Good, good. Very good. Um, I'm probably going to be very unhappy by the end of this episode, but for anyone listening, this is the first part of our Next Generation specials. This week we're going to talk about the X-Bone. Now, anyone who's been listening will know I don't have an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. And you'll hear about that one next week. But the other two guys, you you both have one, don't you? Yes, we do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can you can hear, hear how happy I am about that right now. But right, uh, you, these you guys in- are here. You interrupted my game of Dead Rising three earlier when Skype rang me up in the middle uh, of a game. Yeah, so annoying, you know. At least she was wearing uh, pants. That's the main thing. I'm not now. Mm. I, I feel so bad for you. I really do. Right, so. Uh, let's get this on the road then. First up, what I want to know is, the, both of your first impressions, like what it was, just what it was like to get the console, to get the box, opening the box and what was in it, that kind of stuff. So, Dash, do you want to start us off? Well, I sat around all day waiting for the delivery man to turn up and I was using the, the DPD tracker. I bought mine from shop too. Uh, and um, Yeah, it was a bit. And um, I was just saying, you should be here by now. You're only around the corner, and he just seems to be around the corner for most of the day. But anyway, <laughs> eventually it turned up, and um, yeah, got it out of the box. I mean, it was all nicely presented and everything. I mean, just as these things always are. I think the controller was on the top, or the Kinect was on the top. I can't remember now, really. There's plenty of unboxing videos you can watch. It should probably be a bit more exciting. But um, yeah, got it out, hooked it all up, and um, I've got my 360 plugged into it, because I've, I've got this up in my up in my den rather than in the living room because otherwise I wouldn't get anywhere near it. So you got it all connected together with one of them Power Ranger robots right now? It, it, it is. It's <laughs> it's morphing away. <laughs> Terry, do you want to tell us then? So what what kind of stuff did you actually get in the box? Um, start off, you get the connectors sat on the top um, with all of the booklets and everything and then you open a flap up um, and that there be the console um, and then you've got your controllers, you've got your HDMI cables, your power brick, um, which has its own external fan, it's that big, Um, and then you've got your headset, you've got everything else, which, to be fair, uh, I know you'll hear about this on the next episode, but it's a hell of a lot better than the uh, PS4 PS4 headset that it comes with, Um, Mm. but that box be big. Um, I have a fairly decent size entertainment center thing and my xbox one is 
been shunned, basically. It's a separate entity unto itself because it won't actually fit in there. Um, so it's its own thing now. Um, so yeah, it's, so, so it's got it's got its own little cabinet. Yeah, it's just this big black behemoth just sat there. Just it, it deserves, <laughs> yeah. it deserves a pedestal, if you ask me. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it's just sat in a little uh, little uh, draw thing. But um, yeah, it's it's a big bugger. I really wasn't expecting it to be as big as it was. But even when you get the 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 actual box itself, it has its own little engraved Xbox One plastic handle. Um, and you kind of lift it up and you're thinking, what the fuck? They've weighed it down with something, but no, that's the actual console. It's it's a hefty bugger, but um, uh, if you get the day one edition like me and Dash got, um, depending obviously what game you got, it is a downloadable title. It's not a physical copy of the game, so um, it's just a QR code, which you know we'll get into the nuts and bolts of how the Kinect works, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, with that you also... Now, this confused me. If you get a Day 1 Edition version of the console, you actually get a Day 1 Edition achievement, which they don't explain very well how to do, and if you don't read booklets, it'll probably skip you. It's just a QR code on a piece of paper inside the actual box itself, mm. which threw me. Um, cause I see it, that's gone for a lot of money on eBay right now. It's, it's, surprising, it's really surprising what's going on eBay for a decent amount of money. People are buying Day 1 Edition, like, just the box. Yeah, if any would like to buy a um, <laughs> Xbox Day 1 Edition box, if they could drop me a line at Dashboxer on Twitter, I'm sure I can help you out. <laughs> Although, you will 30 sh- quid. <laughs> Although you will show us, uh, Dash, your lovely controller that says Day 1 Edition on Indeed. it. Indeed, yeah. That looks very nice, I have to say. I'm not completely into that kind of thing, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel sad to know that I'm probably never going to have one of them controls. Just go on eBay, you'll find plenty of them there. Yeah, I'm not spending the money on it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I would like to have got one when it happened, but it's, it's past now. But, yeah, so the next thing I want to know is what happens when you turn on the system. So, from day one, this is... You download a big old update. That yeah, seems... it didn't take very long, though. It wasn't very big at all, I think. About 200 meg or something? I think it was, but, I mean, mine downloaded quicker because I got mine a day before, so I was lucky enough to download it before everyone else. All you regular Joes decided to bung everything up and download shit at the same time. I think something has to be said for the um, for for the cloud servers and all of that business because even, you know, plugging in at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on, on day one, I had... It, it, came down in a matter of seconds or whatever anyway. Yeah, they've done pretty that's well with that. Yeah. So, so they've held up quite well over the, the course of the time then, that's good, that's good to know. Uh, obviously by the time I get it I won't even have that problem anyway, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm glad to hear that. So what else, once, you, once you've downloaded the update, what happens, tell me? Um, well, it, it, it turns on. <laughs> Yeah, but if I turn on my, my my old DVD player, it turns on. But I'm pretty sure it's a bit more spectacular than that when you turn on an Xbox yeah, there, One. Yeah, there's, there's some intro video, I think, that plays, isn't there? Yeah, they're very welcome short to, intro Welcome video. to the next generation or something like that. Like an orientation like video? Yeah, basically, that I paid no attention to at all. Nor did just I, no. to skip it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just get to yeah, sign yeah, get, in. <laughs> maybe it's just me then, because I get excited about this kind of stuff, even though I know it's just rubbish just to kind of get you excited and just to just for anyone who's new to it but I, I tend to get really excited about yeah no I, I, and... I understand that and I think I was probably the same but to be honest it, 
you know, once you've done it, it, it's, it wasn't that exciting. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was more frustrating having to, you know, plug it all in and, and, and get it going. But no, I mean, it, it comes out, I mean, you get a, you, I suppose you want to, see, you want to know what the, um, what the loading screen or the, 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 the startup screen's like and stuff. Well, I suppose, yeah, we can get past it. You've got to download out the way you've, you've, you've got it already and set up. So. And then it I restarts that, that itself, takes... yeah. Right. So you so get a big, think... big, big green screen with an Xbox logo on it. Yeah, is it pretty? I don't really ever see it. So, um, I, in fact, I don't see it at all because I have mine in permanently set in low power mode when it's switched off. So it starts up within seconds. Well, seeing as we're already starting to talk about the actual system itself, let's move on to the operating system. So, if you, did one of you guys want to tell me about the new dashboard and? And how that goes? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, it's, yeah. I guess it's supposed to be like Windows 8 um, in the way that it looks with the Metro apps and and all that sort of stuff. They've they've tried uh, centralizing everything. I mean, first, I think you should talk about the um, the way that Connect works. Um, when you set it up, it allows you to uh, recognize your face. So every time you log in, it automatically detects your face. It will automatically then log you into your account. Um, yeah. so that you can basically get all your friends list, all that sort of stuff. Um, but what it is, is that, you know, it, it is sort of like the Metro apps. You know, you've got your games and apps in one section. You've got your store with that split into categories in the other section and, and that sort of stuff. But I, I don't really have a lot to say. I mean... Is it is it still full of adverts? No. Not at the moment. Not as many. You right. know that that will probably come later on down the line, but no, not at the moment. Because that's the thing that uh, the current iteration of Xbox Live, the current dashboard, that's what really, really grinds my gears. So what what you have on on the main screen then, you've got, I, I suppose, effectively three tabs across the top. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so to your left, you have the pins. We'll come back to those. Then the main screen is the home screen. And then to the right, you've got the store. So on the main screen that you look at, um, there's a column on the left that has your name and gamer tag, gamer score. Uh, if you've got any, it shows you how many friends you've got online. Uh, and obviously they've got rid of the, um, they've got rid of the moving avatars. You can still get your 360 avatar, but you can only, but you can take a photo of it, uh, and just sort of have a static picture. Hmm. Uh, and then you have a sort of main window that shows you the current thing that you're running. Uh, and then along the bottom of that, you've got, um, underneath the main window, you've got four boxes that are the last four things that you did. Uh, and then down the right, so for easy access. And then yeah. on the right hand side, you've got things such as, um, Snap, which I'm sure we'll come on to, um, a sort of my games and apps sub menu, uh, and some, and a sort of insert disc or play disc button there and then on the right hand side of that screen um you have got some ads um at the moment i'm seeing man of steel um to watch as a film um an ad for rise summon of rome and um sorry about what's that cod um season pass um so if you go over to the left hand side that's where you have your pins so all things like um uh, the Blu-ray player, you have to download the software for it straight away. Um, I think you have to download... Do you have to download Skype, Terry? I can't remember. Yes, I believe you do yeah. have to download Skype. Yeah. So pretty much all of the apps that are available, you have to pull them down for the store. 
Um, and then you can just set, set these pins and you've got a block of nine squares uh, that you can set up there. Um, and then over on the other side in the store you've got um, four boxes there for games, movies and TV, music and apps. Um, I haven't really played around with the movies at all. Um, I used the music a bit the other day just to have a play around with it. Um, you can still stream the radio. Um, and that seemed to work quite pretty well. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's free or how it works, but it was, certainly wasn't charging me. Uh, and then you've got your apps menu, and apps at the moment are quite limited um, in what they've got. You can have you've got four OD and YouTube and Netflix and things like that, and you've got the upload. But studio. not Sky Player. Uh, no Skype. No, no Sky Player, um, and no iPlayer either, which is a great frustration. However, because you've got the TV in. Uh, HDMI socket on the back. I've got my 360 plugged into it, and you just watch iPlayer on the 360 and watch it through your Xbox One. Yeah. So, um, Terry, have you been doing that at all? You've not connected the two of them together, have you? I haven't. No. Um, no. The only thing I've connected via the the HDMI in um, to kind of test out the TV stuff, I connected my Apple TV to it just right. to kind of see how it worked, and eh, it works all right, I suppose. So. So Dash, how smoothly does this work once you've got them connected together? Are you using the the Xbox One's dashboard, or does it suddenly switch across, or what? What happens? Um, it is literally just an input. So once your 360's um, on, um, well, no, you need to go into the TV mode and then switch your 360 on, and that will start up there. Um, right. And yeah, obviously you need to use your 360 controller and all the rest of it, but you're you're you just run it full screen and you're you're using your 360 then. See, um, that's, that's quite disappointing, I think, because it, from the at the end of the day, and in that case, surely if you've got enough HDMI ins in the back of your TV, you just switch channels on your TV. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of the TV stuff is is set up for the states, and I don't even think it's working there properly. Um, yeah. So a lot of uh, it's all a bit un- undercooked and half baked at the moment. To be sure, um, there are a lot of things that it, that it doesn't do that it should do, and just things like friends lists and so on are a bit more hard to negotiate. Yeah, will yeah. we um, try and save that for the drawbacks? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us all about them. Um, the other thing I want to ask about is this: um, using two apps at the same time. Does that work yet? Yeah, Snap, yeah. Yeah, how does that work then? Well, you, you're, you're, you're effectively multitasking, so you can be, you can have Skype running, and when you're not in it, it'll, you know, you're effectively just going on to something else, and you can just switch straight back to it. But if you just say, I don't want to say it because it's on in front of me at the moment, but if you, you <laughs> there, there are certain apps that you can snap to the side of the screen. So, for example, whilst you're playing, um, any game, I don't know, Assassin's Creed, Dead Rising or something, you can have Internet Explorer running on the side. And if you go to something like um, IGN, if you want to go to their sort of excellent game wikis and stuff for, for tips and stuff, you can go to the IGN mobile site and it will display it very nicely in the panel on the side. Yeah, you I Just mean, set it... those up as bookmarks mm-hmm. and stuff and you can just navigate to them. And although, you know, we were, we were larking about earlier... Um, with me attempting to get Connect to recognise um, my voice, uh, for the most part, it works probably eight and a half times out of ten. I think probably eight and a half times. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who that halftime works, but all right. <laughs> um, well, the halftime is because it will realise you've said Xbox, and it'll bring up the, and then it'll just sort of hold, and it'll bring up a little menu, it'll give you a few voice commands that you can use. But it's things like they 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 brought out a sort of PDF or something, didn't they, online somewhere where it lists all the commands, but. Mm. Why isn't that? On, why isn't that on the console? Why? Why doesn't? Why? Why is there no sort of instructions that show me, um, what the commands are? There's a perfect yeah, reason for the the snap thing in that. Could have yeah, it makes me think design. of. Yeah. It, it it makes me think of um. What was that old, old game? The old text based adventure game. Which one? The, the really oldest, the old one that everyone always talks about. I I'm too young to play that shit. That Zork. Possibly, I don't know. The whole, li- but not actually having the list in the game of what you can write, so you're sitting writing different commands in. Oh, that was and, that and was every like... that was every text adventure, <laughs> every eighties text adventure. Go north. Yeah, it just, it just makes me think of that. You don't actually have the commands; you're sitting yeah. there blind trying to figure yeah. out what to say to this thing to make it do things. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what chance I'm going to have with a Glaswegian accent once it comes to me. I can tell you something: when you say Xbox and then it doesn't do what you want, telling it to fuck off does nothing. I can confirm that. <laughs> um, I, I just imagine me shouting, Xbox, turn off! Turn off! Instead, you know, repeat, reports you to the police. <laughs> no, the Xbox turn off, yes, works very well, actually. Yeah, I've, I've heard some, uh, even, at, even at Eurogamer as well, but I've heard funny <clears throat> reports of people just saying that and turning people's consoles off. Just yeah. For, for shits and giggles. Yeah. That, that would annoy me. But, um, yeah, that, that sounds good. But when, so when you're using this Snap feature, and you're in whatever it is, you're in your IGN wikis or whatever, other other websites are available. Um, when you switch back to the game, is that quite smooth? Oh, it, yeah, it, completely. And it's it's um, it's very fast. Right, excellent. Um, so that, although there's not much to do it yet, that works as advertised at least. Yes, definitely. For now. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, that? you know, th- th- there are certain apps that, that don't, you can't have running in the window. I don't think YouTube you can. Um, I don't think you can snap to yet, which would be quite a useful thing to have that running in a little window there. But no, that's not there. Right. Well, um, you also spoke earlier about some sort of was it sleep mode or something you said? Yeah, there, there's a number of different states. Obviously, you can you can have it switched off, 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 uh, or you can have it in this, this low power mode, which is you know how they wanted to sell it to you in the first place. So um, downloads are done overnight. Um, I was at work the other day and I decided, I was talking to a mate and we decided that I would buy Dead Rising 3. So, um, I used, um, I just went on, um, uh, Smart Glass on my, um, iPad in the office, um, and, um, bought Dead Rising 3. And then when I got home, it was there waiting for me. Nice. Uh, the, the question then I would ask for those who are, um, cautious of the environment and whatnot, I don't, I'm not, but, <laughs> Um, when you, you're doing these downloads overnight, can you set it to turn your console off once they finish, like the current one does? It's effectively off anyway. You wouldn't even know that it was on. All the lights are off. It's just downloading. Yeah. So and it, and it will it will it will do. So when there are updates and stuff, it'll just automatically pull them down. We had an update the other day, um, and when you actually started the Xbox up, um, it basically just. Started started installing it straight away. 
Right, so that had already been yep. done. Yeah. It'd be nice if it installed it for you in the background as well. Yeah, well, but... that that you know that requires restarts and and it being switched on and stuff. And yeah, fair enough. But yeah, it's, it definitely sounds like a progression anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, the next part we want to move on is the machine itself. Um, the, not much to see. You've already said it's a big a big beast. That's the one. Don't think um, it's as big as as people make out. To be honest, um, if you if you it's um it's probably about an inch and a half. Uh, probably three inches wider than the Connect, and the Connect is the same size as the old Connect, certainly in terms of width. Um, it is a bit, yeah, it is a bit bigger, um, and it is a big square box, but it's quite attractive, I suppose. Yeah, shiny. Yeah, it's shot well. It's covered in dust now, but yeah, yeah. This is the problem with shiny black boxes, isn't it? They, they, they tend to gather dust. Yeah. Is there a lot of um, unused ports at the moment, or has everything got its place? That's a very interesting point. Um, it has got three USB ports. There's one on the side and two on the back, um, but there isn't anything to plug into them at the moment. Right. I, sp- I suppose to, I suppose the Play and Charge kit would plug into one of those, wouldn't it? Oh, I've yeah. got to get one of those. Um, but you can't put a USB stick loaded up with movies. It won't play that. No? No. no. Oh, that's unfortunate because that's a feature that I use quite a lot on yep, the, same here. the was, Xbox 360. I was trying to get it to do it last night. Um, you, you've you got some sort of DLNA support, but I couldn't even get that to work last night. Mm-hmm. Anything else in terms... Anything interesting anyway in terms of ports and stuff like that on the console? Well, you've got you've got a custom Kinect port. And as I say, you've got the HDMI for your, um, for your monitor. So there's a power port. There's a custom... Connect port. Uh, there's a couple of USB ports. Um, there's an HDMI out and an HDMI in. Um, my monitor doesn't have HDMI sockets on it. Annoyingly enough, I've got VGA and DVI, so I've got a DVI cable um, uh, with an HDMI on the end. So that's how I'm running the picture, and then the sound um, I've just got coming out through the optical into my um, into my what you call it my Dolby DSS box thing uh, that the speakers or headphones are plugged into. Right, so do you get any loss in quality using the, the different type of cable? No, not at all. There's, there's, a lot of people think that um, DVI isn't isn't HD. It completely is 1080p HD. It just doesn't carry the sound. That's all the difference is. Uh-huh. Fair enough then. Um, well, that... That's the machine itself. I don't. There wasn't. I wasn't expecting big things from to, to actually hear from it. Oh, it's, it's got a nice. Oh, I tell, it's got I tell a, you what I do want to know. I tell you. I tell you two things about it. Right, it has a nice slot loading drive like the original PS3 did, um, and also it's virtually silent. Yeah. Right. It's what about really... buttons? What about um, the power button and your disc tray opener? Are they th- physical buttons or no? Have we got, touch have we got panels. More? They're 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 touch. Um, they're a little sort of touch panel, um, but you don't press it to turn it on. I mean, in fact, you, you can you can touch the little Xbox logo and it will turn the console on, or you just say Xbox turn on, no. or Xbox on, and it comes on, and that's much cooler. Right? That works. Yeah, completely works. Right? You just say Xbox on, right? And you're sat in front of it, and it recognises you and it says hello dash or whatever. It's brilliant. Yeah, because mm. one of the things that um, always disappointed me about the, the original Kinect was you could tell it to turn it off but you couldn't tell it to turn it on. Yeah, yeah. So so that, that that's... Well, that's because 
it was off. Yeah. Mm. Because, you know, there was no low power <clears throat> mode, really. Yeah, so if it's a low power, it's always listening to you. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, but it's only listening for the word Xbox and then what comes after it. Yeah, fair enough. Or is it tinfoil hats? But <laughs> <laughs> no, paranoia. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the controllers then? I mean, I I got hands on with the controller at Eurogamer, and I was very impressed with it. Uh, what's your guys' experiences of the controller been so far, Terry? I like it. Uh, the thumbsticks are a bit small. Um, is it me, or did they seem smaller than what the Xbox 360 ones were? They are the the round bits, for want of a better word, nubs, I don't know, yeah. are definitely smaller, right? And I think they're way better. Right, okay. I mean, they are. They seem a lot more, I guess, sensitive um, than the other ones did for the 360, but they, I don't know, it just doesn't feel, the thumbsticks just don't feel right for me, but uh, the improvement on the um, shoulder and the trigger buttons, um, you, instead of these smaller trigger buttons that you have at the back of the 360, you've got these big massive bumper things that also have the um vibrations now and um, mm, so you yeah. um for example like with forza 5 when you're accelerating you'll get all the um you know the vibration and the rumble in the uh, right hand trigger and then the left hand when you like braking and stuff like that well, vice versa. Yeah. I, I see i enjoyed that forza is a, a great example of that mm. because um I, I totally felt like you were pressing an accelerator on that mm. Um, and, and when you press the brakes, especially in Forza, Forza it almost feels as if you're getting resistance. Yeah, it, it does feel. Breaking the car. It does feel really good, and I think to be honest with you, Forza is probably the best example of how it is used. I don't think, at least anything else I've played, really kind of utilizes it that well. Uh, but Forza is is far more noticeable than uh, than what the other ones um, have been using them with. But um, yeah, um, you've got the the power button at the top, um, similar to what you have on the Xbox One, uh, but obviously the start and select buttons have disappeared completely now. Um, well, they're still there. They just have they just yeah. don't say start and select anymore. <laughs> yeah, you've you've still got those, which is one where it's I believe it switches tabs, and then the other one takes you back to um, kind of like your menu screens and everything like that in the uh, you know in game and stuff. But yeah, it's a very similar layout to what the Xbox One is. Uh, you've got your connection at the bottom as what you did, um, you know, to plug your headsets in. Um, but this time, you've actually got the buttons at the bottom, as where it slots into the actual controller itself. All of the volume buttons and the mute button is mm. actually at the bottom, so you're not farting about with a, you know, something hanging off the wire itself. So yeah, that... what? Sorry, go. Yeah, on. sorry, go. On. No, go. On. I interrupted you, sorry, I was rude. Well, can I just, before whatever that was going to say, can I just point out that there hasn't been a select button on the Xbox for about 10 years? That's a back button, isn't it? (laughs) I've got my head in PlayStation at the moment, I do apologise. I miss the the black and white buttons. Yeah. Bring the juke back. Bring the juke back. I've got fat hands now. I can fit, I can carry one. Um, The D-pad. Is an incredible improvement. Yes. See, I'm not hearing that from other people as well. Um, is it? It's not raised anymore, is it? Like the remember this this kind of was it the kind of special edition controls you got for a while there that had the the little twisty pad and it gave you the raised D pad. We don't have the raised one anymore, do we? It, you, 
it's nothing. What you had with that one is because you had that big sort of big slab of plastic that was just sticking, sitting on the top, didn't you? It's effectively yeah. like a sort of wonky joystick on the 360. Um, no, you've got a almost, for want of a better word, a Nintendo D-pad from a DS or something. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a reason that they couldn't do that because Nintendo had a uh, something out on the actual directional pad so they couldn't actually do that? That's why they had the really shitty ones. Oh, is that why? Well, anyway, they've certainly got it this time, haven't they? I think the patent or something like that, some expired where it would allow them to actually be able to use those, um, so that's why they've got it on the Xbox One. Ah, uh, patents. How weird. <laughs> yeah, so anything else on the controller that stands out? Well, the battery pack is now flush. Um, it doesn't, you know, you, you've not got this sort of big sort of Ball bag hanging down between the between the, the the things that you grip on the side, the grips on the side. So it's it, it's it's flush into the um, uh, into the controller. Um, just above it, that, you've got a little sort of micro USB slot where you're going to plug in for the charger. Uh, and it's then, all it's all removable again, isn't it? You can you can take the batteries out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And in some ways, I'm quite disappointed in that. I'd, I'd like to move past having to go and buy new plain charge kits and stuff like that. I'd, um, I think PlayStation's definitely got it, had it right last generation anyway with the, the the built-in battery and stuff like that. But you don't own a PS3, do you? I don't. It's not a good thing. No. No. How come? Well, well, with the PS3, I know it's different with the PS4, but I, I just I always got frustrated because when it did run out, um. If you've got a USB cable long enough, I mean, I've got loads of sort of USB extension cables and stuff, so you're able to sort of string it out across the room. Uh, but, yeah, but otherwise, the you've one only in the got... box was about a meter and a half long or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's still pretty close if you've got a big telly and you're sat the other side of the room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you think, all right, well, I'm going to turn this game off now anyway. I'll just plug it in, switch it, switch the PlayStation off, plug the controller in, and charge it. But it doesn't charge when it's off. No. Yeah. Or in but, standby. As so, I say, that, that's stuff that they could, they could move past anyway. Well, they have so now, yeah. It would, it would have been nice to have had um, a built-in battery now, I think, for this one and just have the longer cable and I'm, just not have to worry about having to buy the plain charge kits. I, th- I think the difficulty with that is the fact that after certain charges, or a certain amount of charges, then the battery... Uh, the length of time it works goes down and down mm. and down. And I found that with my PS3 controller that I am having to charge it a hell of a lot more often than what I used to, you know, when I first got the thing. Uh, so obviously, be... you know, eventually you're going to have to buy a new one. What, like an yeah. 18-month-old iPhone? Yeah, exactly. Well, well to be fair, um, we're talking about, like, the, the battery running out. You would end up having to buy a new controller eventually and stuff like that. And yeah, you would have to do that with plain charge kit, which isn't anywhere near as expensive as buying a new controller. Mm, definitely not. But uh, the thing that I'm finding with my old Xbox controller is the connection is starting to get worse and worse to the battery itself. Mm. Well, a lot of the old, and I'm talking about, like, I've got ones that have been kind of flung about and I'll, I'll just use for my two players and other people that want to go. But the even the one that I've managed to keep in pristine condition now. My, my nice shiny special edition one, even when I put in the, you know, the disposable battery pack into it, mm, yeah. even when I plug that in, it doesn't take the connection, and every so often my controller will just switch itself off, yeah. and I need to what kind you, of give it a, a dunt. You know, to go back you know on. the, um, on the um, 
top of that battery compartment there's like a sort of little um it's not a spring is it but it's like a little sort of bit of flexible plastic that yeah. you push in to lock it into the controller that yeah. goes after a while and i've had several controllers or at least two controllers where that has not um worked as um as it should and i get the same problem if i put the controller down it dislodges the batteries uh, yeah. and the controller switches off um yeah. the way around that by the way um splodge of blue tack on the inside of the controller you know we've got the little sort of metal uh, contacts inside. Just put a bit of blue tack above that, holds it in place fine, no problem. Fair enough. Yeah. I might have to experiment Pro with that then. For you, Will. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, I've, I've got a fairly new one because I got a an elite, not elite, whatever the third version, the slim. I've got a slim Xbox 360, and the controller for that works fine still. But it's just, yeah, I love my special edition one. It's it feels better in my hand and. I want to use that, but I hate that I have to always use a plain charge kit. But that's all. It's last generation. No, everyone doesn't want to hear that. So, um, I guess moving on to the headset. What's the, the inbox headset like? Well, um, Terry's going to have to tell you because I haven't taken mine out of the packaging um, at all because I just use the Connect. Equally as much, I haven't actually used it because I don't need to. Um, it's it's nice. <laughs> it, I can compare it to the PS4, like I said earlier. Um, it looks a hell of a lot better. It's very similar to the uh, 360 uh, headset. So, like I say, if you're familiar with that, uh, like I said, the only difference being is that the controls are actually, when you lock it into the controller itself, all of the buttons are nicely arranged at the bottom. Mm. So, like I say, you don't have to fart around with the, the switches being on the cables or anything. It's all readily accessible for you at the controller level sort of thing. So, um, But I've not really had a chance to use it because, uh, like Dash said, you know, been using the Kinect and, and using that for commands and various whatnots. Fair enough. But, the, you know, that's was, the headset, was, everyone. I was playing Dev Rising <laughs> 2 uh, 3 even the other night and I was just talking to my mate just talking at the screen and I can hear him perfectly well and, and vice versa I, that don't underestimate the connect um, I, I don't I can see you know all that fuss about oh they're not including a headset and they're going to charge you 15 quid if, you know if only you had a chance to see it beforehand they didn't need to put that thing in the box yeah the the only problem and I guess we're about to move on to the connect anyway the only problem with the connect I found in the last generation was if you were playing something maybe story based while you were talking to people in a party, and I just I just found the volume of them talking got in the way of what you were listening to, and vice versa. If you were playing like something like Call of Duty using the Connect, you couldn't hear what anyone was saying through the TV because all you could hear was all the pew pew noises from the guns. No, is that is no. that an issue now, or does it do anything to resolve that? No, you got to remember the sound quality is really good, um, right. and no. Um, didn't have any problems with that at all. I mean, I suppose it just depends how loud you have your telly turned up. Fair enough. Um, I, I know I used to drive Jace absolutely crazy when I used to use the Connect to do online kind of playing and stuff like that because he could constantly mm. hear what was happening in the background as well on my telly. And I had to have it up loud or else I wouldn't hear what he was saying. So I, I don't know. If, if, I'd like to have hands on and see what it's like to talk to someone who has... The Kinect switch on and is, is playing a game at the same time to, to experience that. Well, you'll find out soon enough, won't you? I will do. Right, so, the Kinect itself then, is it cool? Yeah. 
I'd, I'd say yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 the... <laughs> I'm okay, yeah, it's cool, right? They've made me pay for this thing, and I can use it to turn my Xbox on and off, uh, and I can talk to my mates when I'm playing games. <coughs> but it doesn't really do any. I have you? I'll start again. Um, but I haven't really seen any gesture control with it at all. Um, in terms of sort of swiping across the screen and stuff, um, have you seen that at all, Terry? Um, I've had this. I've had this thing where I suddenly up in the top right hand corner or the top left hand corner there'll be a little hand appear suddenly, and I go, "What's that doing there? That's the yeah. gesture thing," but it doesn't seem to respond to it. I've had a bit better luck with that. I was, as, of all things, I was mess around in um, just loading up love film and just going to watch something on there and then I moved and all of a sudden this hand appeared and it's like fucking hell what, what's going on oh, <laughs> and it felt all very minority report it's because I sit about a metre away from the Xbox that could be it a bit too close yeah um, I'd imagine so but yeah I was I was messing around and it, it must have seen me move my hand and then all of a sudden the hand appeared and it's kind of grabbing things and pulling them across and doing all that sort of stuff and, and pushing things into to like select stuff but it just happened very randomly it doesn't make itself very apparent that it is there it was just purely blind luck that I actually found that so, so none of you guys um have any games that use the Kinect, do you? They've got the whole Kinect Sports Rivals. They've got like a, a demo of that that kind of, if you went to Eurogamer, they had the um, a jet ski It's the game. thing you played, Will. Yeah. Yes, I played both both games, the jet ski and the climbing, and I was very impressed by both. Yeah, I don't know if this has got the climbing. I didn't really play too no, much it's, of it. No, it's, it's only got the um, jet ski thing, and I've not even... Um, I've not even played it yet, actually. I keep forgetting it's there. Yeah, it's one of those things that just kind of randomly like appeared on the star, and it, it, you think it's the full version, but then it says try it free, and then obviously you just realise that it's the jet ski one, but mm. it, it it's serviceable. It, it does things, you know, when you... You know, because I've never had a Kinect. This is my first experience with a Kinect. So, you know, for people to say, oh, it recognizes gesture controls, it's like, oh, okay. Um, so, you know, with Kinect Sports Rivals, with the jet ski, it recognizes when you've got a, a clenched fist. So it knows to accelerate and brake and that sort of stuff. And, you know, as you're turning it realistically, you know, as you probably would a real jet ski, um, you know, it's, it's detecting that really well. And, you know, the, the voice commands and everything like that, that seems to work absolutely fine apart from I have found on occasion for some mysterious reason that even though I usually put my uh, Xbox One into standby mode, it just switches itself off completely. So as I'm frantically trying to tell my Xbox to turn on, fuck off, all this sort of stuff, it's not listening to me. <laughs> so I actually have to go up like a caveman and press a button to turn the thing on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've found... I remember the equipment. <laughs> First of all, problems, but still. What was that? There? I know I've found that it's on occasion turns itself off. I, I'm usually out of the room and I come back in and it's off. I go, oh, all right. Um, and I don't know why it does that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but it's it's rather. It's not annoying. It's just rather. It just makes it really confusing when I'm just screaming at my Xbox to turn on, and mm. it's not doing mm. anything. It's not listening to me. Um, but no, it it seems to work well. I I found it works fine. Um, you know, navigating things is you know when uh, when you're 
well, for me, for example, when I was first using it, you know, to navigate menus and stuff like that, and then realized, oh, wait, I can press an A button and it does the exact same thing. And it's probably even quicker uh, to do, but uh, it's it's serviceable. It, it does what it says on the tin. And if pe- people actually realize that with the, you know, connect, it, it does pick things up really well. And I, I don't think they needed the headset, to be honest with you. They only kind of chucked that in because, you know, people plus- went mental. Yeah, I think well, Sony didn't help when they put the tweet out that basically said about the fact that oh, speak to your friends with the inbuilt, you know, included headset with every PS4, and it's like poking the bear, like, no, come on, Xbox React, you've changed everything else up at this point, and then um, was it Major Nelson did an unboxing and said, ooh. Headset, headset, kind of scowled at it as if to say, there you go, you got your fucking headset now. What else do you want from us? Um, But yeah, I think it works really well. You get a sticker, Will. <laughs> a sticker? Yeah, you get an Xbox logo sticker. Well, what's that for? It's for sticking on stuff. They've turned into oh, Apple. Right, they, that can... <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were talking about something special. I'll wear it in my head or something. I don't know. <laughs> the thing recognises me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, I suppose the sticker, then, that's the... There's, a, there's your reason to buy the console right there. That is, yeah, that and the, that and the um, Day One Achievement. I should actually yes. say, I mean, Terry mentioned the Day One Achievement. They call it a day one achievement, but you you get these these sort of achievements that aren't achievements anymore. Mm. So, um, it's not it doesn't add to your gamer score. I don't really know what you, I think if you so go the for Xbox One achievement isn't like a doesn't have a set amount of points. No, to add there's to your no gamer points, score. and, and it doesn't. What is the point well, then? That's, that's just, what <laughs> just to prove you have one, yeah. And, and I oh, think you're going to see it, it, and. These achievements you get in things like just playing 4OD, for example, right? Um, if you watch something on 4OD, it says, well done, you've watched a program on 4OD, you have an <laughs> I achievement. Do, I, I do feel very unclean when it does that. Like when I logged into Love Film for the first time and it's like, oh, you got an achievement. <laughs> just, you know, feel, I just feel wrong by doing this. It just feels really it's, nasty. It's just a new evolution of that. Thing. Remember, uh, whenever you get a game on the Xbox, every so often you get one where you get an achievement for pressing start. Well, yeah. I didn't think they were allowed to do those. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, know, I know what you mean. The other thing about the codes, though, um, and you, Terry mentioned the QR code as well earlier. Um, it's brilliant because mm. you just hold the QR code up in front of the Connect and it instantly reads it. I mean, that really works brilliantly. Does that work for uh, all QR codes? Well, or is it just specific to the... For its own Xbox QR codes, like can you know if I if I spot something, if I have like a leaflet that has, will, will it take me to the Internet Explorer and I don't know show me? No one experimented with that. No, haven't. Fair enough. It was not the most interesting thing in the world. I'm just just wondering if it is a proper no, QR reader, if it or if it's just its own thing. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I have to have a look, because I mean, yeah, you can see loads of those at the bus stop. I've not usually got my Xbox under my arm, plugged in. <laughs> um. People will notice the omission from this episode of Furious, and you, you would have thought he'd have been here with bells on, but he's quite cross with Microsoft at the moment, isn't he? Because, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, because the, the poor guy, to be fair, I, I feel really bad for him, because Poor's if it was me, I would be... Yeah, but anyone who's been following on following him on Twitter will know his Xbox has broke after what about two weeks? Yeah, yeah, of having it, and he's quite upset at the moment, irrationally so actually. So that's why he's not here this week. <laughs> but yeah, um, hopefully we'll have that repaired and he'll be back with us sometime soon. Um, 
Do any of you guys have any drawbacks? I'll ask Terry first because I know Dash has a list of things he wants to talk about. <laughs> but I'll ask you first, Terry. Do you have any? Is there anything that's annoyed you about it? Not annoyed me. Um, I, it's only little things, like I say, with the whole me just furiously shouting and screaming at my Xbox um, to turn on, and it won't. Um, but that's only like tiny little things. But um, the, when you first plug it in. I, uh, because what you have to do with the connect is you have to actually you know set the thing up so it, it kind of recognizes like a base level so you're not having to scream and shout at it um and it'll kind of uh, send like an audio signal through so if there's any potential background noise it can kind of isolate that so it just picks up your voice and i had to do that quite a few times um because no matter if i whispered to the thing um, you know, like a like a woman, like seductively whisper to it, it wouldn't do it. I'd scream and shout at it, it wouldn't do anything. Um, so I had to fart about with that a few times. Setting the thing up initially with the audio, um, it defaults to a weird. I don't know if you've experienced this as well, Dash, but when I first plugged the thing in, the audio wasn't working. Did you have that? Um, no. Well, I've got my audio coming through the optical. Right. Well, I did mine with the same thing, but for some reason my audio wasn't coming through. Um, and I had to go, you know, forget setting up my connect and then later on going into the actual menus themselves and, and finding the audio and having to change that correctly to, to actually get audio. Yeah, um, no, I think I, I did that just to set it to optical in the first place, yeah. Right, okay then. So, I mean, like I say, it's only tiny little things. I think the thing that's frustrated me more, and we'll get onto this later, is... Um, there's one particular game which I'm really just not happy with at the moment because it just keeps on booting me. Um, I think one of the main things that has stuck out to me is that it doesn't let you do anything until it's downloaded a certain amount of the way uh, because with these, it doesn't actually run the game off the disc. It downloads it as with their whole DRM thing. You know, you had to download the game off the disc and then have the disc installed to basically confirm yes I do own a copy of this play the game um, but you have to wait a certain length of the way before it actually allows you to do that um, and then for example with uh, Battlefield 4 you can only play the campaign and then it's loading the rest of the multiplayer up uh, in the background as you're playing the rather I'm going to get onto Battlefield 4 later on um, but yeah, um, it's only little things that have kind of annoyed me at the moment. But you know, you kind of expect that with it, you know, kind of like niggles at, at, at the start of a new console. Um, but they'll kind of iron it out later on. Yeah, I think um, I I'd go along with that. I think um, I was probably a teensy bit annoyed um, when I found out that the PS4 effectively um, plays the disc and installs it at the same time. Mm. Um, whereas, yeah, with the 360, not 360, with the one, um, yeah, you've got to, you've got to wait a bit longer. But you know, it's not really a big deal. Fair enough. But you have a couple of other things to tell us about, Ada. Well, the thing I always liked about 360, you know, is the sense of community. I knew that everybody was on. You know, there's notifications popping up. Um, you know, often telling me that such and such has logged on and, and what have you. And it's always nice to see. Um, none of that's there, um, and I think the way the friends works at the moment is it's a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, mm. you, you've you've got to go into several mm. menus and then sub menus just to get a list of who's online now, uh, and it doesn't really differentiate. You can't sort by who's on Xbox One and who's on 360. 
Um, it's just a list of people that are on, and it'll tell you if they're on 360 or, or whatever. Um, and then you get this sort of big screen in the middle that just sort of shows you who's playing what and um, what achievements they've just unlocked. And you can add some people to favourites and see those on the screen as well. Um, but, you know, that's just... It's just not as nicely set up at the moment. I'm, you know, the the, the stuff that they were saying a while ago uh, that um, that the software was sort of six months behind. Um, it just seems something of an understatement. Um, and certainly when they revealed it um, way back, was it last April or last June or whenever it was? It was this um, year, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was this year. Um, was it April? When was it? I can't remember. Now. It was after the PS4 was February, wasn't it? Was it, was it beginning of May or something? Whenever they revealed the Xbox One. Um, and they, they told you and they were going on about the TV and this is what it does and, uh, and all these other things. And, and so many of these services that they spoke about just aren't there at launch. Really? Yeah. That is a bit disappointing. And, you know, you, I kind of, you kind of seen it coming a bit, but it's still, it's not nice it, to see it, in action. You know, it's things like, I just, I just assumed that this was sort of Xbox Live 3.0, for want of a better word, really. Um, and that, you know, I've got Netflix, but I haven't got iPlayer. Um, and that it was all supposed, it was all supposed to be, um, you know, your live sub carries over and you'll see all your friends and all the rest of it. And it's true to some extent. Well, that's not completely true about the live sub carrying over, actually. Um, my annual gold subscription expired only a few days ago. Um, and I used the two week code that they give you in the box and, um, held up the QR code and I've got two weeks of Xbox Live. But when I go on my 360, it tells me I don't have gold. Um, yeah. and it, it seems, and I, it might well be that that, that, that pack in, um, QR code for, for the two week subscription was only for the Xbox One. But I just thought it was one service. Mm-hmm. Effectively. Yeah, and I, well. and I was extended. So for it to not work there kind of implies that some way down the line, there are clearly two Xbox Lives models. Uh, and that at some point, I suspect that 360 be discounted or they could put the price up independently on the Xbox One as more features become available. You know, there's some rumours around the last day or so that the first TV shows, you know, bespoke TV shows should be starting um, early part of next year and so on. I don't suppose it's the Halo series, but we'll see. Um, so, you know, I, I think that they're, they're going to have this sort of tiered service. And I, I just got this gut feeling we're going to end up paying for it um yeah. and um you know game demos are another thing um there are very few game demos and you can't find them very easily in fact you have to go you have to start up um internet explorer and go to bing and um and search for them and then you'll be able really? to, yeah you have to well, you have to go to bing and search for the game demos to find them and they there's, have updated there's they have updated that. They have updated it. I did check it this morning, um, and you can actually go into the store now, and they do have a, a demo section in there. But oh, I know okay, what you're saying. Cool. Originally, they they did have that whole you have to go to Bing and search demos, and they've made it a very arbitrary way of finding the things. But no, they've updated it with that latest update that they did. But so there's a demo. I think there's a demo. Of, I think it was FIFA 14. Now I've got that anyway, but we'll you know come on to games in a bit. But to download, it's a nine gig download. <laughs> right? Yeah, but you see, that's just it, isn't it? I think you're downloading the whole game, right? 
at the end of it, you know, you'll get an option to buy it, I presume. But but nine gig does seem a little bit large for a demo. Bear in mind, you have a five hundred gig hard drive. Um, and I was listening to something the other day. It it is a five hundred gig hard drive, except something like a hundred and sixty gig are given over to the OS. Uh, and hmm. stuff that you can't write to. So Correct. you've only probably got about 350 gig of space, really. Uh, it's, yeah, fair enough. It's, I don't even know what you say about that. <laughs> well, if you, if you are buying, um, if you're buying your games on, online, or if you're, if you're buying your games, you know, from the store, then you're going to fill up that box very quickly, obviously. And there's no there's no central management of um, of storage either. So, like you used to be able to go and and look at your hard drive, and it would give you suggestions for deletion and stuff like that if you were running out of space. There's none of that. You have to go to each game individually, uh, and it will tell you how much space it's taking up, and then you can delete it. Yeah, so it's just not streamlined. That's the problem yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know these these are just things that are missing. You know, and, yeah, and all of this is fixable in software. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, it's still, it's not nice to see that they're not learning from the the little improvements that they brought in yeah, over the past few years to the to the Xbox 360. They're not learning from that and having them all present in the new one. It's, it just seems like a strange situation. Just yeah, I mean, did not have did it not have the same um, list of complaints sitting there like. Obviously, they, at some point they had these things sitting, going right, right. People are complaining that it's hard to find this, so we'll do it. Did they not have that same thought process with this, or did they start from scratch? Well, they've started from scratch. I mean, they've built it from the ground up, haven't they? But I just think they've got so far, and they just haven't quite got far enough. Um, and you know, as we, as we said earlier, we we've had a patch already or a little update, but that hasn't addressed any of those issues. That was just sort of bug fixes, really. Um, as, a, as opposed to sort of new features and, and just things like being able to stick a USB stick with some movies on it and play them well you can't do that um, which yeah. just seemed like a bit of a frustrating oversight for all of those people that wonder if it's deliberate downloading all those movies yeah but I think and I've got to have a play around with this because you've got SkyDrive integrated I bet if I stick a movie in SkyDrive from my PC I'll probably be able to stream it but mm, I don't know I'm going to have a play around with that in the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean the other thing you'd mentioned a bit, a bit back, and I'm just going back to it. You were talking about the iPlayer, and the, obviously I was complaining about the, the Sky yeah. Player being missing. Um, I know a lot of that's to do with um, BBC don't want to have it sitting behind the paywall, apparently. So that's why they're refusing to put it on. I don't know why Sky Go the Sky Player isn't on there, and I'm one of the people who uses my Xbox to watch Sky. I know it's a rare, I'm a rare breed, but. Is is the iPlayer on 360 not behind the paywall anymore then, or not at all? I don't know. That, that's the thing because I'm never, I'm never a silver member. I'm, I've always got my gold, so yeah. I've never found, I've never investigated this. If I ever miss my direct debit, I'll let you know. Well, I suppose I can find out now because I haven't got gold on my 360 have I? So I'll let's have a look at it. Have you got it all switched on already? No, it's down next to you. I'm not going to switch it on now. <laughs> Right, fair enough. Right, well, if that's the drawbacks finished with, and oh, I, I should a... say I'm I'm not completely sold on the new shoulder buttons either. My fingers tend to slip off them. They're slightly they're slightly different. Um, I do like the triggers, um, 
and you know they 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 seem thinner, but when you look at them, they're like much fatter. It's quite weird. Um, but it's it's because there's sort of sort of a groove a- along the side of them. You have to. It's it's rather difficult to describe, um, especially when I'm talking. But um, but the um, but the, but the bumpers probably aren't quite as um, uh, they're more sculpted, and it, it's quite easy to sort of lose your finger um on them slipping quite... off. And and in playing Assassin's Creed, you need to hold down um the the sort of right shoulder button to use the telescope when you're on your ship. Um, and I just kept finding that my that I kept losing the telescope and having to sort of, you know, hold the button down, and it was quite sort of uncomfortable. I found it quite easy to not. Uh, I found it quite easy to forget that there was bumpers on it when I was using the Xbox One controller. Mm. Um, it, it does. It just looks like part of the pad. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like actual buttons. But yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's again the, most of the things that you guys have said. It doesn't sound like there's any proper things wrong with it at least. So. That that's good anyway. Oh, you know they released it and it works. Yeah, and updates should come to fix some of these niggles. I don't think they can do an update to fix the, sh- the bumpers, but fair enough. <laughs> no, well they've redesigned the controller before. I don't. I you know I you just got to get used to it. And and um, going back to my 360 um, a couple of days ago, I definitely prefer this controller. And I I'm, I I probably disagree with Terry. I think the sticks are much nicer on this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with Terry in the sticks. It's more about the grooves rather than the actual sticks. Mm. Um, I think it's because I've got big fat fingers. Uh, I just found it was as if my hands were just kind of hovering over them rather than rather than sinking comfortably into the little grooves that you get on the, the Xbox 360 pad. Uh, I, I just I didn't feel quite as comfortable, but I think it's something that I would get used to after a short amount of time. Yeah, probably about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so if that's everything we've got to say about the console, let's move on to the more important part. Let's talk about games. games. Yes, games. So, you guys obviously got some games with your consoles, didn't you? Yes. No. Yes. Yes, I did. No? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, obviously, as I said, this is the most important part for me. Uh, I want to hear about these things, so what I'm going to do is ask Terry first. Do you want to tell us about your first game? I can tell you about my first game, indeed. Um, with getting the Day 1 edition, I mean, for those that the lucky people that did, you got a, a game with it, um, depending on what pack you got. I mean, mine was Forza 5, the Forza 5 So you, you were extra lucky then? Yeah, I didn't want FIFA because who the fuck likes football, right? Um, Me... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not a big FIFA fan, so I was lucky enough to get the Forza 5 bundle. But um... I'll tell you what, I've got FIFA, and um, I pulled the... You get you, you peel the back of the card down, Will, and then it reveals right. the QR code. And you hold it up, and then it started downloading. And I played one go of it, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I really wish I hadn't redeemed it now and flogged it. But never mind. Anyway, Terry. The ball goes in the net. That's, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's, yeah. Is that how but it works? Oh, but I can't yeah. make the men go to the ball. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, Forza, which is obviously more interesting. Hey, well, yeah. No, it's this is the first Forza game I've I've played. Um, you know, it's supposed to be like a I guess a racing sim, but just not as um, strict as Gran Turismo is because. You know, having played Gran Turismo Five, 
very boring. But at least with the Forza, you know, you get in with the very speedy cars very quickly and um, it looks gorgeous. But then again, for a car game, it's very easy to say because everything's happy and shiny and, you know, plenty of reflections and all that sort of stuff. But it plays really well. Um, like I said, this is the first time I've played it other than at Eurogamer and following the, you know, the driving lines and stuff like that. And you've got the guys from Top Gear narrating various things if that's you know if you like top gear you've got next gen jeremy clarkson speaking in your ear and whispering sweet nothings about various cars and different classes and stuff like that but you earn xp throughout um you've got um there's a thing where uh depending on what kind of car um you're driving you also gain um what do you call it what am i thinking what do you gain uh, kudos points was it? That was in summer, BGR or something like that, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah, balls or either. But um, with the various, um, depending on what type of car you're driving, you will gain experience using that particular car. So that gives you uh, increased amount of credits, and which you can also spend on like tuning your car up or even just buying new cars completely to fill out a garage and and that sort of stuff. But you've got a very limited amount of tracks. I mean, I'd probably say there's what about eight nine tracks throughout the entire game and the difficulty being is when you have gone through a different like one section of this career with this particular car and then you move on and get a faster car but then drive the same eight or nine tracks over and over is there not do they not have variants so like they did in forza 4 where it's the same track but they'll cut parts (laughs) off you can play the full version you can play the the kind of like A version of it, the B version of it. The, oh, they do have that in like the the. Um, I've recently just been experimenting with the whole rivals mode, um, which is separate to your career. But usually with the career, um, it's you do get mild variants. But even then, you are just essentially racing around the same track, and you know yeah. you've got different things. Like for example, you know obviously because they include Top Gear, you've got the you know the Top Gear track, and you've got. Um, the Stig's digital cousin, uh, which is just essentially the Stig, um, but there is actually a reason that you know the Stig is in the game, and that's also narrated by Jeremy Clarkson. But you know you've got that sort of stuff, and you've got variants like, for example, you know you've knock as many bowling pins down as possible within this race, and you know you've got your gold, silver, or bronze, you know depending on how many you uh, you know you knock down, and you know um, let's see what else have you got. You've got the, you know, overtake so many cars within, like, two laps, and you've got to get so many to get, obviously, get the gold and, you know, get more credits and experience because of that. Um, But I've recently found that with the Rivals mode, what you can do is that you can boost your experience very quickly um, by trying to defeat other, like, real-life players. And that's one of the main things with Forza 5 was the whole Drivatar. So what you do is, for the first few races that you do, you're actually you're literally training this driver tar to do your evil biddings so for example mine apparently is not very nice and likes to cut corners and bash into cars and do all that sort of stuff which i've effectively called him a driver tar because he just likes to drive into everything (laughs) every inanimate object going but you know with that it does make the your kind of main campaign it, it it feels a hell of a lot more 
realistic, as silly as that sounds. Like, you've played games before offline, you know, maybe the occasional driving game, and it feels like, okay, just overturn this. They take very linear paths, but with this, for example, I'm seeing people just flying off the track. I'm seeing people take, you know, corners they shouldn't <laughs> do and crashing into others, and it, it brings, it does feel like you are playing online, even though all it is, you are just literally playing against these driver tires, and it, it adds a, a new depth to it, because like I say, you weren't driving against like robotic feeling cars and that sort of stuff that are taking these really strict tight lines. Apart from, I mean, Jace's takes you know the strict driving lines, but uh, he's a bit mad with that sort of stuff. But me, I just like to cut corners and do whatever I can. Um, yeah, same. But yeah, it's it, I guess. The, sorry, gone. The the question I would ask then about these the driver tiles is. If you are not so great at the game and you have someone like Jace in the game, as you say, he's quite strict, but he's also a fairly decent driver in my experience, mm-hmm. does that make it more difficult then if you haven't to race against him? Not necessarily, no, because I just bash into his car and, and continue driving as normal, taking <laughs> his turns as horrible as possible. But I think it's more difficult for him because he's having to deal with my horrible driver tar that is driving sporadically all over the place and while he's trying to do these you know, serious driving lines and take these corners really nice. I'm just flying into things kind of, you know, broadside in the, you know, the side of another car and taking the corner that way. So I think it's more difficult for the people that try and take it more serious than for me, you know, I'm just kind of playing it to get, you know, to the end of it as number one, you know, I'm doing whatever I can, but I know it's more of a, a simulation racing game and there are a lot of people out there that take it very seriously. Um, yeah. Um, but, that- yeah. Talking about that, Terry, I mean, I only really ever play arcade races, like sort of Burnout, what was Split Second, I think was one I really enjoyed on 360. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so basically it's the Burnout games, that Split Second, which they, you know, that, that studio's folded now, isn't it? Um, which is quite annoying. Yeah. Um, so, um, and apart from playing the first Gran Turismo way back when, um, which I suppose is, which I, I again, I, I kind of played as a sort of arcade, um, as an arcade racer, really. I suppose, which is probably why I didn't get very far in it. Um, mm. Would I enjoy it? You know, because I don't, I don't, I don't want a serious driving game. I just want to be able to sort of tear around. I don't like any form of simulator. I don't like Gran Turismo. Um, I used to like it back in the day when it wasn't as strict as it is now. But um, I found this to be a lot of fun. And I think it's purely because you have those driver tires in your game. Like, for example, you know, I've I've got Jason, I've I've got Stu in there, and and all that sort of stuff. And I've got a lot of people on my friends list who who've got their driver tires who throughout, I believe, it constantly does update. You know, as your driving skills potentially improve, or um, you know, or you know, like mine, just crash into everything. You know, it does change the driver tire on a regular basis, so it's constantly updating it. So you, you know, maybe on one race I'm not driving, you know, fantastic, but the next race I've pulled myself together, kind of can take these lines very tight and do all this, that, and the other, and it that kind of changes the flow and the dynamic. You know, the the way that it does everything, and it feels nice to have that personal because for example it says your next rival is and it's usually got someone on your friends list so mine has been popping up recently that you know jace is my next rival you know on my friends list sort of thing so i'm constantly trying to do 
these races better and I'm trying to better myself to try and, you know, beat him and his times and, and stuff well, like cer- that. I've certainly heard from him uh, what he thinks of your driving anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is why I don't drive in real life. So, um, <laughs> nor do I. And so this go. is why this is why I don't want to play this game. Uh, but I mean, to be honest with you, like, like you said, Dash, you know, some of my favourite ones were like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Burnout yeah, Paradise. That was great. Very arcadey stuff like that. But it's fun. I think it's fun because it does have these other world. You know, the, these players who are actual players and they've trained a driver ties up. You know depending on their driving skills very well or very shit but you know it, it does add a new dynamic to it and it feels like you are racing against real people even though you know they're offline and that is a separate thing altogether where you can play online in a you know in a race together which i've not actually experienced because i've been going through the career more than anything else i enjoy it i, I enjoy it you've got the whole tuning up cars and that sort of thing but i've never bothered with it i just buy a car and go oh. Is it still quite automatic if you want it to be though? Because I don't, I like buying all the new parts for my car. I like going in and upgrading it, but I don't like going into the nitty gritty, like gear ratios and stuff like that. I like just buying the parts and it's there. It, it's yeah, like... I think it does have that where you just buy the parts and it's just kind of go sort of thing. It, it gives you, you know, like in a shoot 'em up or something like that when you kind of your XP and that, and you can level up and you can see where you, you know, you. For example, the, the Borderlands, you know, you can see this gun. Okay, is comparing it to what you've got currently, and it'll yeah, show you yeah. like these green bars or red bars, depending, and it's split into different things like handling and brakes and steering and all that sort of stuff. So you can you can see where it's going to benefit you. But I've only kind of gone in there, kind of looked at it, and thought, yeah, I'm not interested, and just kind of bought another car and and just carried on that way. So it has that you know you can customize it up the ass and and do all this that and the other if you really want to, but. For me, I'm just buying cars and just going in there, doing the races, you know, getting the credits and the XP and that sort of stuff. And I'm just going and I'm enjoying it. It's fulfilling what I want out of a driving game. So, um, you know, obviously the, there are other, you know, more arcadey titles like Need for Speed Rivals and stuff like that out at the moment. Um, but, you know, th- this is serviceable. It does what I want it to do, which is drive cars and just kind of be stupid with it. So I'm, I'm, I am enjoying it at the moment. I found it's... It's rather addictive considering I didn't think, you know, this to me kind of seemed like the lesser of two evils between this and FIFA 14, but I've actually turned out to, to really enjoy the game. <laughs> I love the way both of you guys are talking about it. FIFA has been rubbish and <laughs> this being the lesser of two evils, and that's probably two of the games that I wanted most. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I would love to get the ultra, the ultra day one edition with both of those download codes. I do kind it. of feel like in the vocal minority because I know a lot of people wanted the FIFA 14 bundles, and um, but I've, I've, it's weird to be in a very small group of people that actually wanted Forza 5 more than they did FIFA 14. But I know, yeah, I, I would def- have definitely preferred Forza than FIFA, but hey, mm. never mind. It's just one of those things, and it? it was very. Very hard to get a hold of with the Forza ones. It was, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Fair enough. So, Dash, do you have a nice game to tell us about? I can then? tell you about Assassin's Creed Four. Oh, go on then. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, it's blinding. Okay, so I I have huge investment in Assassin's Creed Four. Stop. I played them all, uh, and I love them all. And I even love the multiplayer. Um, so I held off um, getting AC Four on 360 because I obviously knew. That I just have to wait three weeks and then I can play it on my Xbox One. Um, graphically, I don't know because I've not played the 360 version, so I couldn't tell you how much lusher 
it is on the on the Xbox One. Other than Assassin's Creed on 360 was an incredibly pretty game, even if it was not all that good and a little bit broken. But um, but AC4 has addressed all of those issues. So um, you're now um, Edward Kenway, who's the uh, grandfather, effectively, of the guy from the last game. Um, and uh, you are a pirate. So, so, sorry, just to bring you back, does that mean that you're um, Hathen Kenway's dad? You are Hathen Kenway's dad. Not that there's any sign of Hathen Kenway. No. Because obviously he's not born yet. Um, no. And, um, uh, yeah, if I've, I've completed the game. I, I probably have sunk something like 60-odd hours into the single player. Um, there is so much to do. In fact, I would probably go so far to say that it's an open world game. Um, you know, it's not Grand Theft Auto, obviously, but you have a great big ocean to navigate. And although you can, you can, um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hold. Explore. No, um, fast travel. Seal. Fast travel <laughs> to different locations if you, if you've unlocked them and so on. Um, you, uh, words, words. <laughs> right? So you can fast travel about the map, but you don't need to. Um, and you get three fairly large cities and some other, plenty of other explorable islands and things as well that will come up. Um, I thought the story was great. Um, he sort of plays off. He he sort of gets away from the whole um assassins and templars thing. Right. He, um, uh, excuse me. As the story progresses, he effectively play is playing one off against the other, um, and uh, it, I don't really want to spoil the story. It was a fantastic game. The naval battle was a, a, a brilliant, brilliant fun and a great improvement over um, the the last game. They certainly. I mean, I remember reading something that they were saying that. Well, I would. Well, I would say as um, I'm, again, just to reiterate that I'm disappointed that there's still no. Multiplayer naval battles. There are no multiplayer naval battles, unfortunately. Although there's been this questionnaire going around on the survey that they were saying that was one of the questions on there. I think was about would you like to see multiplayer naval battles? I think I yes. think they'd probably be over very very quickly because certainly they. That's right. They described um, the Jackdaw, which is your ship, as effectively, which is your base, and effectively a, almost a, another character in the game. That's certainly true. Uh, and as you level it up and develop it, put, you know, big, shiny, more cannons on it and bigger mortars and things like that, it, it becomes quite a devastating weapon. And you're able to take down big man of warships very, very easily, certainly towards the end of the game. And there are some sort of legendary ships buried, um, or not buried is probably the wrong word, um, floating out in the, in the far reaches of the ocean that you can go and take down. And they are devastatingly hard to bring down. Um, they will just charge into you and stuff with a massive ram on the front of them, split your ship apart. Which is really cool. But the, so but the, the whole, so the, the, whole ship- the whole thing is completely seamless, and you know they showed this off, and it, it really is brilliant. You can literally from from whatever land you can um, or city that you're in, you can run off to your ship, jump on your ship, sail into the ocean, see a ship in the distance, go after it, bomb it. Right? Um, you can either sink it. Or you can choose to board it when it's sort of pretty broken up. 
uh, and then you board the ship and you'll literally swing across on ropes or you can climb up the masts and um, and jump across the rigging and stuff. And then you'll have is to... Is there any frigging in the, the rigging? There's no frigging in the rigging, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and it, although there might be a guy up the top there with a with a... With a rifle, with a bayonet on the end, who might be standing there waiting for you. So um, watch out for him. But I don't think he's gonna he's gonna um, uh, rape you. I don't want to say that. Actually. <laughs> um, anyway, so take that bit out. Um, yeah. So I mean, the, keep that. In, actually. <laughs> so the, so the seamless bit of, uh, of of swinging across onto a boat, and then and then you'll steal its resources, and you and then you can send. You can either choose to you know um, use the ship to patch your own up if you've been quite damaged or you can add it to your own fleet and your own fleet um, effectively you can have up to 15 ships and that's like the mini games if you've played um, uh, Brotherhood or Revelations you had these sort of assassin missions in there where you could send off your team of assassins to go off and do missions and it was it was almost like a sort of it, there was no game there but it, it was um, sort of menus and things and you yeah, it's like a little meta game. That, yeah, it's, it, it's actually one of my favourite right, things about those two the, games. The, the the meta game, the ship trading and stuff is fantastic. Absolutely loved right. it. And what's really good is that if you've got other friends playing the game as well, you'll be able to see their ships and you can help them. You can speed them up. Mm. Uh, you can heal their ships. And you'll get little bonuses like fire barrels and things which are extremely useful for, for the little ship battles. Um, it's it's almost. I wouldn't say it was exactly sort of um, RPG, but you or JRPG. But you get your ships on one side of the screen and the enemy ships on the other, and you basically take battle each other out. And um, you know you might be up against an enemy's man of war, and he'll be taking one of your ships, and you'll watch that health bar knock down. There's not a lot you can do about it apart from flee. Um, but um, in all the time I played it, I only ever lost one ship. But uh, that was brilliant, and that's the way to earn tons and tons of money. Uh, and you need lots of money because um, ship upgrades can be very expensive. Yeah, and shiny swords to stab people with as well. Yeah, shiny shiny swords to stab people with, and um, and guns. Um, you use guns a lot more um, in this. It's pretty cool, especially if you just keep stabbing the Y button. Um, he'll just sort of let off a barrage of shots, um, auto aiming them all. Or you can obviously, you know, squeeze the triggers. And um, and uh, aim, but if you just hit the Y button, he'll just take out a load of bad guys. It's really really cool. He stands there swinging his arms around and stuff. Anyway, Excellent. the game was fantastic. Right, game of the year for me. There you are. Really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Even over GTA. Yeah. Fair enough. Can I ask a quick question at that point then? Yes. So for someone like <laughs> me who doesn't. Um, I'm not a very big fan of Assassin's Creed. Is this an ideal jumping point to come back into the series, or does the is it so self-contained the story at this point that anyone trying to kind of come in at this point is just kind you of left to the side? Right, no, it's an ideal point for jumping on. A lot of the stuff that's happened in the previous five or six games has ended now. Um, okay. The modern day story is featured a lot less. It's first person and involves a lot of puzzles mm-hmm. uh, as you play yourself effectively as an employee of Abstergo, which is um, the company behind the Templars, really. Um, but you, you're basically hacking into people's c- 
computers in their office. And there's some little puzzles there which are reasonably entertaining. Um, and you, that only sort of crops up about three or four times in the whole game. And it makes sense with what's going on in the game as well. Um, so if you've, if you've not played it, if you, if you've played, I'll tell you what it's like. If you've played, um, the Batman Arkham games, it's similar to that, but it's with sunshine. Okay. No, that's fine. Is that because I have a cut? I'd imagine. So, sorry, just to answer you as well, Terry, just to elaborate on it. Um, when you finish Assassin's Creed 3, it kind of leaves it in a way that, as you said, the, the story's finished and they can basically just make as many of these spin offs now as they okay. want that don't need to even be connected to the story. Am I right? Kind of. Um, you will come across um, sort of autopsy reports and stuff of uh, of the of the sort of the modern day protagonist from the original games, um, and it's sort of his DNA or something that's enabling you to carry, to sort of investigate these memories. And basically, what Abstergo are doing, or at least what they're telling you they're doing, is um, uh, this is all about creating. Animus software. It's almost like the Oculus Rift. You've got this headset that you wear, and that enables you to um, live out these memories. Um, and yeah, it, it, look, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I think it's a, an ideal jumping-on point if you've not really played it before. Um, it's really beautiful to look at. Um, the game is not broken in the way that the previous one does. I think there's a lot of criticism that there are too many follow missions, and they can be. A bit frustrating if you're sort of sneaking around and trying to avoid being taken by guards, but or being spotted. But you know, you get good at it, and it's 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 a pretty damn awesome game. Mm. I'm glad I have a sealed copy sat here doing nothing. Then, well, <laughs> then you ought to do something with it. I think I might do. Get it switched on. Yeah, yeah it's it's, um, it's it's great. Unfortunately, I'm on the wrong console, so I won't be getting any of these uh, bonuses from. From from a little ship or anything like that from you guys, but so are you, you going to get it yeah. on three hundred and sixty then? Well, I think so because it's going to be the end of January before I get an Xbox mm. One now. So I don't want to sit until the end of January, not much to play, and that's the big game. If I get that now, it will probably do me in most of the way through January. I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I I, I played it a lot. Um. Yeah, which is what I tend to do, end. that's the thing. I'm worried about, I'm actually worried about that because there has been previous Assassin's Creed games where I've, I've managed to pretty much be done with it after like just over a week and stuff like that. So I, I want to kind of spare it a wee bit because I've not got much to play right now. This is this is the first time I can say in a long time where I, I've not been turning on my Xbox to play games for about a week mm. now. Well, all I Literally all I've been playing is Assassin's Creed 4. I was quite disappointed that it ended, but I'm pleased that I've got new story DLC next week. So, um, It always leaves you that. As, speaking as a, a massive fan of the series as well, um, there's not been an Assassin's Creed game that I've finished where I've not been sitting thinking, I, I really want to play more missions. I just want to... It's fair enough, you can jump in, you can do all the side stuff, but you just want to play more of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 the first... One, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say the first one. Assassin's Creed 3 was the first time that I didn't buy the DLC for it because I was so fed up of the game. And then the DLC seemed to be like a bit mental. So I, I haven't played it. Though I think it's discounted at the moment. I was umming and ahhing whether to get that or, or have a little dabble in Bioshock again. Um, 
but the but the DLC that comes out next week, Freedom Cry, um, features um, uh, the big black African first mate that you have on the boat, Adewale, um, and it's sort of set 15 years later. Uh, he's an assassin now, and you'll be going off and doing lots of sort of freeing of slaves and stuff. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, and cool. he's got a great big machete. That's going to be a pretty awesome thing to start hacking up blokes with. <laughs> he has a blunderbuss <laughs> and a fuck-off machete. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Oh, fuck's sake, when you said he's got a big a big old machete. <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't know where you were going with that. But anyway... Well, excellent, Dash. That sounds brilliant. Yeah, get it. Um, get it, everyone. I, 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 it's, it was a foregone conclusion. I was always going to be getting that. Um, so, Terry, do you want to tell us about your next this game? This is going to be a very short one. Um, Battlefield 4. And I'll tell you why. It's a very nice looking game. It plays the same as Battlefields, but then again, to say that a Battlefield game looks pretty good at this point is, you know. It's kind of par for the course. They they all look pretty good, especially you know the PC versions of them, um, which these apparently aren't as close to the PC versions as they should be. But for me, it still looks pretty impressive for a console title. Um, the main thing that has been wrong with this game and very very frustrating is the fact that it constantly crashes back to the home screen. And I'm only, some people will say I'm doing it wrong, but I'm only playing campaign. I'm not playing multiplayer, but I'm just fed up. I'm so fed up, and it's just putting me off of playing it. Um, In fact, at some point, it actually put me off of just playing on my Xbox One in general. And I've just started playing on my PlayStation 4 more than anything else. But um, the main issue being is that halfway through, well, certain way through the campaign mode... um, it just quits back to the home screen and then you go back in and then it cancels about four or five missions worth of progress, puts you back to a previous save and then you have to play through it all over again to which many frustrating expletives was expelled from my mouth. Um, The Xbox conveniently didn't pick up on any of those, but still, um, yeah, just a, just a really frustrating experience. Um, You know, I am, I am the minority in where I will focus on campaign uh, before I go into like multiplayer modes and stuff like that, which apparently people, you know, are, are having the same difficulties with the multiplayer as well, but especially on the PC version where there's the the infamous big massive building crash into the ground and then it just stops working and crashes back to desktop. This is pretty much the same thing. Um, and I just don't think until they actually fix it, um, I I just don't want to put that disc back in the back in the console because it frustrated me that much. Because the first time, you know, I obviously wasn't expecting it. So the second time through, is make a conscious effort to, you know, after every mission, come out, make sure it's saved, go back and continue. Did the exact same thing to me, and it just deleted all of all of my save, and went back to pretty much. The, I believe it was the second mission in, and I've just given up on it. Um, so that's my very short review of Battlefield 4. It's broken um, until they fix it. I'm not going to play it. Um, the camp, sorry, the multiplayer might be worthwhile, but at this moment in time, I've, it just put me off the whole experience, to be honest with you. And it's it's really bad that they, they're releasing titles that 
have such fundamental issues where you can't even play them you know even the campaign without it crashing and and doing all this that and the other which is kind of unheard of for consoles but i mean obviously they um you know the games are known to freeze once every so often but it's just a complete pain in the ass and it has put me off it's interesting i mean i hadn't i mean i don't play battlefield or, or cod or any of that stuff um but i i hadn't really heard of about the battlefield problems, and it, it, you know, I suppose a release date is a release date, and they've got to get it out there. But it does seem like the, you know, if that is a, if that is a real problem, and they're still having, and they're having the same problem with the PC, then it's probably, you know, it's brand damaging, isn't it? I mean, and, yes. And and so you know, have they said anything about the a patch and 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 what you can do about it? Uh, not really. They did say that they were the they kind of realised that people were having these issues and I mean I was watching a video on YouTube of um of someone having a, a right go because they had the PC version had spent all of this money on the premium edition of Battlefield 4 and all this that and other and then they just release a broken game you know I, if you're heavily invested into this sort of stuff like you mm. say it is damaging your brand because if they can release these titles happily and you know there is a car amount of people that will just play the multiplayer and nothing else and if that is broken and you're releasing that and you're essentially shitting on people at that point yeah and, yeah you know, all they pretty much said you know ea said was oh we're trying to fix it we know what's going on i tell you what um double xp for a weekend mm. right if if if, if, if you can go on yeah exactly if your game is broken <laughs> I'm not going to benefit from this double XP, am I? So it it just kind of felt like a really horrible excuse. I think they did say, I think there was something for the PC version at least that they were giving refunds or they were doing something about it, you know, to kind of compensate or people getting free games. I think it, I mean, look at The Sims. They did the exact same thing, released that in a broken state and that game didn't work for a while and then they ended up giving people free stuff on uh, through Origins, but unfortunately the consoles don't have Origins, so kind of shit out of luck on that one. Fair enough. So that, that's it for Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> will, we, will we talk about the... Dash, do you want to tell us about the our last game in the list? Um, yeah, the, the only other thing I picked up a couple of days ago was Dead Rising 3. Um, it's very early days for me yet. Um, I've not encountered any slowdown of stuff that people have have reported. I'll tell you one thing about Dev Rising 3. Um, I've played the first two and I hated them. Um, I remember I think Dev, the first one was a was a launch 360 game wasn't it I think um, and um, I got that then or probably just after I didn't get my 360 straight away um, and I couldn't get on with it at all. Um, I just found it too hard um, the timed missions and stuff uh, and just getting overwhelmed with zombies and what have you. Um, and Dead Rising 2 I picked up recently when it was on free on games for gold and I've not really played it at all. But I think I probably had much the same problem. Um, I think I think I had problems with the amount of time it took to load. Mm. I think it became so frustrating for me. But this is great. Um, you know... Um, the, you know, I'm I'm running around currently wearing, uh, I think, a suit of armour uh, and a pair of sort of boxing shorts <laughs> and boots, um, sort of whacking planks of wood or lobbing bottles of Jack Daniels, that, you know, flaming Molotovs and what have you, um, at, at guys, and you're sort of combining vehicles together, so sort of just combine a motorbike and a steamroller together to make this 
lethal-looking bike that just sort of steamrolls through loads of zombies. Um, yeah, that, the amount of zombies on screen is astonishing. Mm. Literally, literally a sea of bodies that you just ride through or drive through. So yeah, it's a bit more open world than previously. You're not just sort of running down corridors in a shopping mall. Um, you are running around outside and you know jumping into cars uh, to get to different locations and stuff. Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and we we haven't even spoken about sort of smart glass uh, integration on any of these games. Um, well worth looking at as well. I think mm. the, um, the smart glass app for Assassin's Creed 4 was really cool. Um, and again, there's um, uh, there's some bits and pieces with uh, Dev Rising 3, which I've not really looked at yet, but um, uh, I will be doing so this week. The questions I would mm. ask then, the two things that put me off the Dead Rising series, uh, one of the most annoying parts that everyone will know is the... the Time-based yeah. missions. They've done away with that. Yeah, this that's time, right. Eh? I th- yes, yeah. I think I think there's a, a nightmare mode or something that you can you can have a bit more of that. And I think some of the side missions might be timed, but I've not encountered any of that yet. Yeah, it was just it was one of the things that became too stressful to play. To be honest, because you were wanting to go about and explore and do all these funny things, but you couldn't because mm. you had to get to this area by five yeah, o'clock, yeah. which five o'clock, which like an hour in the game isn't very long. So that that was always a big frustration, and as as I say, that, as you say, it's that's not in it anymore. No, indeed not. You, you just you can just go through the game at a leisurely pace if you yeah, want. Yeah, you have about five and a half days to complete the game or so. But I think that's I think the time effectively advances on at the end of each chapter, rather than you just sort of standing around leaving things switched on for five days and it would be over. I don't think that's the case. good. And certainly there there, there are areas where there aren't zombies, and it, it's safe to walk around and. And do things and think and what have you. Right, and the, one of the other things was the uh, one of the other problems I had with the previous games was the the escort missions. Anytime you were to take someone back, I just found people just died. Is mm-hmm. uh, there much more of that in it? Again? Well, they seem a bit handier this time yeah. around. You can give them weapons, um, and um, yeah, I've not had anyone die on me yet, other than the people that I failed to save. Right, and uh, the last thing I'd want to know then: what about the weapons breaking? They still break in this game, I believe. Yeah, yes. But I hear they last a little bit longer, at least. Yeah, if you've got a big, heavy wrench, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, get a fair. You're gonna get a hell of a lot more hits out of that than you are with, um, um, than you are with a plank of wood. But um, uh, and fire extinguisher is pretty cool because it sort of freezes them and then you can sort of smack them. That's pretty cool. Mm. I mean, the good thing about these, um, you know, because I've played Dare Rising 3 as well, and um, the thing with it is, as you're earning XP by killing all of these zombies and racking up these big, you know, XP scores and stuff like that, uh, you can upgrade your character so that you can actually make it so the weapons last mm. longer. Um, so the, the, they're a hell of a lot more durable than what they usually are, which is uh, when you're in a, a crowd of literally hundreds of zombies with nothing but you know, uh, like you say, a two by four or something like that. You want those things to last as long as possible. And it is literally hundreds and hundreds, isn't it, on the screen at any one time? I the, the, yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, go on. I, I remember in the the demo at Eurogamer, I got to build this bomb thing, and it worked qu- quite a bit like the the pipe bombs in Left 4 Dead, where when you threw it, it attracted mm-hmm. as many zombies as it could towards it. And I'm pretty sure the death count was well over 200. 
Yeah, yeah. One t- just from one yeah, bomb. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Also, right, if you need a zombie for whatever reason, just just say "oi" over here, and he'll come over to you because Connect is listening. Yeah. <laughs> right. I suppose there, there probably is reasons yeah, for that. Then. Yeah, there are. Mostly, you make sure you're staying quiet when you're wandering about, <laughs> trying to stay away from the zombies. <laughs> that's good though, because that that kind of brings in. Um, one of the things, whenever I'm playing any kind of stealth-based games, for some reason, if I'm sitting with someone in the room, I'll start whispering or, or speaking quietly because I feel as if if I talk loud, the people in the game are going to hear me. Now they can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think um, quite early on, there's a bit where you've got to jump across a, a gap or something. There's a load of zombies on the other side, and beneath, and and if you you sort of stand on the other side of the gap, you go, "Oi, come over here!" and they all rush towards you and all fall in down the hole, and you can leap across. Mm. Nice. There is that. Like there is that. that kind of big opening where, as you're going through these little tunnels, and then you come to this big, massive opening, and just literally in front of you is just hundreds of zombies, yeah. Yeah. and that's kind of like the the first moment where you realise, fuck, this is you know this is probably going to be a hell of a lot more intense than what the other two games are, and because the other two games obviously restricted by the hardware, you couldn't have as many zombies on screen. But and, I mean, it, yeah, you say that. I mean, when the first Dev Rising. Um, launched, there was an astonishing amount of zombies on the screen. Yeah, uh, for 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 next gen hardware. And then you've got, whereas it was then. And then you had the Wii version of uh, Dead Rising, Chop till you drop, which had probably about four zombies on screen at one go. <laughs> Dear, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a good experience. But uh, no, th- this is this is a lot better, and I've. You know, finding those blueprints and making... And the good thing about this is that, as opposed to Dead Rising 2, you had to use the workbenches to make the, you know, the the combo weapons and that sort of Mm. stuff. Now you can just do it wherever you go. So if you find a blueprint and then you find the objects, you can match those together. And when you level up later on, you can match any two objects and you'll get like a random object out of that so you at that point you don't even have to get the two specific items that make this one combo weapon so uh, that comes in handy later on down the line but um you know you've got your combo weapons and then you've got your super combo weapons and then you've got your mega combo weapons and that sort of stuff which obviously you're racking up like big hp and you know you're, you're building up things and and you're getting more points and it's all nice to see these numbers fly out of these zombies heads as you're racking up these large points but um the storyline is not I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one, it's not mind you, you've only played a very small amount, but it's not fantastic. It's it's serviceable, I suppose. You're not there for the story though, are you? Well, exactly. I mean that's the thing, you you know, you you're there to, to kill zombies in as many creative ways as possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, it's just just a big laugh. Um before I before I started the campaign, I jumped in with a mate the other day. Um, when I got it and just played it, it was quite funny. You get an achievement straight away. You play as Dick. Uh, <laughs> I got an achievement. Um, it says something. Here comes Big Dick or something like that. I can't, I can't remember what it was. It, it did make me laugh. Um, or ready for Dick or something like that. Um, and um, yeah, so you're doing the same thing. And um, so if if you are in a particularly busy, hectic place, having another guy there is obviously very helpful. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing about the survivors because, like you were saying earlier, with some of them, when you save them, as you know, you had to do the whole escort mission back to the safe house and that sort of stuff. These now they'll just pretty much turn around and say, "Okay, I can handle it from here," and then yeah. they just disappear off. Or with some of them, 
they will tag along with you and then you can go to a safe house and then pull them back in so that That's they right, can go yeah. around with you yeah. as well, you know, if you don't have a co-op partner or anything like that. So if I get this game in January, will one of you guys still have the game at least so that I can play it in co-op well, with someone? It's, on, it's in my hard drive, so yeah, of course. Excellent. We're looking forward to that. So that's us for next generation games then for the Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, what sort of games what you're after next to? What are we looking forward to? Oh, t- uh, Titanfall um, is probably the big one. I mean, me and Willie was lined up on the last day to play that game. And I think he can agree that that is something pretty special. Yeah, um, I think we, we all enjoyed playing that, didn't we, at Eurogamer? Yeah, it's going to become the primary multiplayer game, I think, for a lot Could of be. us. It's, it's, it's certainly going to be a system seller, but um, that's probably going to be the main, at least the exclusive Xbox One uh, title for me. I mean, they've just announced that they've got the whole, uh, what was it, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, which is just a, a higher res Tomb Raider, the one that came out this year, um, which I don't know if anyone's bothered about, but Titanfall is the main one. And Metal. I know we're all, waiting, we're all just waiting to hear about that uh, GTA V Definitive Edition, aren't we? You can you can you yeah, can want it. Yeah, you can, I guess so. You can want for it, but I don't know if it'll ever turn up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but probably not. But hopefully. What about you, Dash? Anything in particular you look um, forward to coming out? What's that remedy game? Oh, Quantum Break. Yeah, that's it. That. That does look pretty good. Yeah, that's that's my cup of tea, and of course, Watch Dogs. Um, is is again completely. I I I just love sort of Ubisoft games. Um. That sort of sort of have that expanding map thing. I mean, Watch Dogs looks to be very, very sort of modern day Assassin's Creed, doesn't it? So that's going to be right up my street. I am a um, little scared. Yeah, right, right down to the clothing yeah. and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, there's even there's there are even references to Watch Dogs in Assassin's Creed Four. Good. Um, yeah, in the modern day portion, obviously. Mm. Uh, so um, yeah, look out for those. Um, so I think that I'm looking for, and and the other thing, of course, I think um, having sort of exploded uh, when I saw it because it looked amazing uh, was No Man's Sky but yeah. not confirmed for anything yet but that looks to be about probably the most amazing game ever it might be we know nothing really about it yet other than <laughs> that other than that trailer did you see that Will? I did watch it yeah it looks it looks fairly good it didn't look graphically great though did I it? Think it looked amazing it looked think, beautiful yeah. I thought it. Yeah, looked... I was just wondering if it's necessarily going to be a next gen thing. It, might... it is a next gen thing. I would have thought, but it's so. unconfirmed. Definitely. It will be coming yeah. to consoles. Uh, they just haven't said what. But you yeah. know, this is from the the guys that made um, Jace's favourite, Jay Danger. So um, it's only four blokes working on this game. It, it, I think from that demo, I don't know how much of it exists, um, but. Um, it looks huge. Mm. Well, it, it's obviously it's procedurally generated. It's as big as it's going to be, isn't it? Uh, it yeah. You know, they. I suppose the advantage is you you just set rules, uh, and then as players go and play the game, it, it writes itself effectively. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I guess the thing that I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to see what what comes from Destiny. Yeah, September. Yeah. We've got a way to go for that yet. Yeah, I know, I know. That's that, but that's probably apart from the ones you you guys mentioned, because both of them are probably my two most anticipated. It's the third one's probably Destiny for me. But yeah, so that's us. Next gen, done and dusted for the time being. Seen a few years. Yeah, 
Yeah, to be to be <laughs> continued. Exactly. All that's left to say is thank you to both of you for coming on. Thank you. Telling me about it. You've made me extremely jealous. <laughs> I have to say, but it's not been as painful as I thought it would be. <laughs> and you've gave me food for thought. Yeah, get yourself on Assassin's Creed 4, Will. I will do. I'm just waiting for it to be sent to me by my rental Ooh. company of choice at the moment. So that's that's my next game, hopefully next week. Um, so all that's left to say is, uh, if anyone has anything to say about the next gen, and or anything else even, they can get in touch with us at console underscore ninjas on the Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. Dash, how do we find us on Facebook? Uh, console underscore ninjas. Just look for it in the search bar on Facebook and you will find us. Excellent. And for the email, that is console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. And let us know what you, th- what you guys think. So that's us, guys. Uh, everyone tune in next week for the PlayStation 4 episode. And... We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.